Dirty for 30 post-game Ohio State. The Illini get the win on the road in Columbus, 73-68. to They score the final nine points of the game. Of course, big shot from Devontae Williams, but it's the closer, Io DeSumo, who makes plays down the stretch, including a an and-one that gave Illinois the lead. Um, you know, And then, of course, he makes a couple free throws because that's what he does, and Illinois gets the win, likely clinches a one seed. Um, obviously, a great win for Illinois on the road at number seven, Ohio State. And I know Ohio State's lost three, four in a row now, but they're really good. They've lost to some really good teams down the stretch here. But Illinois won 11 of 12. Post game talking to Io and DeMonte and Underwood, and they're all pretty, pretty confident in where they sit right now. What are your thoughts, Mike Cagley? They have every reason in the world to be confident. Um, Io came back and he played like the national uh, player of the year candidate that he is. But let me correct that. He played like the national player of the year that he should be. Um, It's really hard to take 10 days off, come back and wear a mask for facial protection and then shoot seven, 10 from the field, go five or six from the free throw line, um, add in what, four rebounds and three assists an incredible performance by him. And I also thought Curbelo had a heck of a game as well. Um, the two of them were, were, they were a dynamic duo today and it was really fun to watch a great game and, and they deserve actually earned the confidence that they're displaying. Yeah. You know, it's pretty fun um, to watch this team, just kind of how they've developed here. I mean, you know, a few weeks ago, we we're watching Andre Curbelo going, Oh my gosh, what is he doing? Why is he, throwing it to the other team so much. What is, where's he going? And now you're like, you know, Ohio State's like, they switch everything and allow him to j- just get downhill and he just scores a well. They even banged a three and then they fouled him on a three. So those are things that you don't see very often from Curbelo, but really impressive from Io. And my biggest thing, my takeaway from him and from an impressive standpoint was how he let the game come to him. He doesn't take a shot for almost nine minutes, I think it was. Of course, he made all of his shots in the first half. Didn't take a bad shot. Didn't force things. A lot of guys are out. They come back and they rush it. He just let the game come. It's like, it's okay. And, and Underwood talked about it postgame, how he, you know, he thought about running a play for him, but instead they run it and Kofi gets a basket, But which I, I agree with. Let him get back into the swing. Let him get in there and ease into it. But so many guys, that's maturity right there. So many guys would have jumped in both feet, taken the first four shots. Io has maturity. He just said, hey, my guys can play. All I have to do is just let the game come to me and then we're going to be fine. And turns out then at the end, he can just take over because that's what he does. He's Io DeSumo. Uh, Mamba yeah, dose. It, it was, it was amazing. Yeah, it, it was, it was amazing. And, and I will tell you, um, you know, if you're starting to think of a Mount Rushmore for Illini basketball, um, Io is in position to get his uh, image firmly carved on that uh, monument because he has done some amazing things for this program. And I will tell you that as I sat and watched the game, as crazy as this is, playing on the road against a top 10, you know, number seven team in the country, I didn't have any worries that we were going to lose. I was certain that they were going to make the big plays down the stretch and Io would be right in the middle of it. And sure enough, when the big plays came, he was right in the middle of it. And I got to give DeMonte credit. I really thought that uh, key rebound, a key shot, and 
in Connor's preview that he wrote, he talked about, you know, playing a smaller guy on EJ Liddell as opposed to having Kofi go out on him or a big man to go out on him to try to contest those threes. And, and DeMonte played some really good defense down the stretch and Ohio State didn't score for, a, for that wide swath of time there as Illinois went on the 9-0 run. And I think DeMonte is a big reason for that. So I thought it was a, it was a great game and a, and a heck of an ending for Illini fans. Yeah, I, I, I always want to get into the coaching strategy. A few things I saw, I thought at the, at the end, you know, Ohio State runs those, they were running the ball screens. They were getting some screen re-screen action, you know, Liddell switching sides. What I felt like Illinois should have done is really funnel the guy to one side and, and you know, almost like icing it, but, you know, force it right, force it left, whatever you're going to force it. And then, you know, your help's going to be there, but they got, they got tied up. And then of course, Trent gets streamed, Georgie helps and Liddell hits the two threes. Um, and so then they switch and they move DeMonte onto EJ. I thought that was a good adjustment. I, I really thought they, you know, probably it was a little bit late. I thought they could have done that sooner, but then you have, you know, Young's not a really a pick and pop guy. He's he's a catch and shoot guy. So it's a, you know, from a from a ball reversal kick out type thing. So it's a little bit different animal. And then Demonte did a great job on EJ in the post. But what I don't understand is why did Holtman go away from what was working? They're getting they were getting a, a good shot in the high ball screen. And then they started running dribble handoffs out on the perimeter, and they took it was like they had a matchup when Illinois switched Williams on Liddell. They decided to take Liddell back inside and post him. Well, I just don't understand what the – I mean, it's like, hey, this is working. They switched, so now we have to switch. Well, I, I would prove make them stop us from what we're doing when they switch before we change up. I think sometimes coaches are t- too smart. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think sometimes they, they do things before they need to and like, hey, we're going to do this. We're going to preempt their preemptive strike on what we're doing. And it gets into this X and O game. And sometimes you just got to let your guys play. They told Trent, hey, you're going to be on an island. You're going to go guard him, fight through the screen, and defend him. And he did. And sometimes we make it too complicated, I think, as coaches. And that's where I think Holtman got a little bit too creative there at the end and tried to do some things that maybe they weren't prepared to do. And especially with the way they were physical inside and DeMonte could really body up and push EJ out. And, uh, you know, they get the stop at the end. What do you think? No, I, I agree with you. And I, I think um, I think the, the, the template for how to beat them was put into place by Iowa. And, and Iowa did something similar to what Illinois did down the stretch. And um, it made it harder for EJ to get some of those open looks. And I think when Illinois did that, um, it was interesting because you could see when they tried to post up um, EJ in the lane, you could watch Kofi shift over and down. There was no pass into the lane. There was, there was nothing there. And I wonder, you know, if they play again, I wonder if we'll see that more often or I guess the, the other thing is, is will Coach Holtzman um, find a way to make that uh, make an adjustment that'll help? Because I think you're going to see that if he runs into any better teams who's got a big in there. You know, I think of Michigan, you think of Iowa, you think of us. I think you're going to see that type of uh, defense being played on Liddell. And it, it has the spillover effect of slowing down their offense quite a bit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh... 30 for 30 post game and line I win at Ohio State. Uh, just recapping a, a little bit of the key points here. Um, I would assume it with a comes back first game back, throws up uh, 19 points on seven of 10 shooting. That's pretty efficient. Andre Carbello with 19 points. Kofi Coburn has 12 points. Most of them early um, in the first half. There he only had two in the second half, I believe. So 
He, he struggled a little bit. I thought Kofi struggled in the second half with the physicality that Ohio State, they kind of let him play down there and, um, and he gets beat up and he takes a lot of hits. And uh, so I thought he struggled a little bit in the second half, but that's, that's what makes this team really good. Mike is that, that he can struggle and, and miss shots and miss, you know, like he's over the free throw line again, over five, which is, it was, if I have one concern going into the tournament, it's that they missed too many free throws, but Hey, we're, we're just happy today. So, if, but I look at I look at this and I say this is a team that can win in a multitude of ways. Demonte Williams, Trent Frazier, and for all of the Trent didn't have a very good game. You know, he got in foul trouble early. Um, I thought still he he defends, he does all those things. I thought he passed up shot, but then he makes a big shot there when they were down four to cut it to one. Um, he and then Demonte makes the three to tie it. Those are those are big shots that they have. Jacob Grandison I thought was he only played I think five or six minutes in the second half because the, the way they're defending, it was a little rough for him. He'd struggle with it, but he was great in the first half. I mean, he was, he was one of the main reasons why they got out to the 10 point lead. I thought Grandison was great. Curbelo is just magnificent. If there's one guy that I just is still struggling. Um, and, and I thought Georgie had moments that were good. You know, it's Adam Miller. Adam Miller's really the one guy that I look at this and I say, right now, he's like the, He's like the square peg in a round hole trying to get everybody else's flow and everybody else doing thing. How do we, how do they get him going? What do you think they need to do to get him kind of on the right track here? Well, I, I think you need to, and it's hard to say because right now he has to add a little to his game. He's got to be more efficient when he goes into the lane. He is just not, he's not a good finisher in the lane. Some of that goes to the fact that, you know, he's six, three against these taller wings. He has, a lot of issues because he's not six five or six six. The other the other thing that I, I would like to do is you know is is get him set up, get him a couple wider looks. Uh, if you need to do a set play and get him a three to get him some opportunity to score. And obviously, if teams will know what you're doing, you have to be prepared to go to the back door on those and, and see if we can get his confidence. But right now, um, there are some matchups that, that really seem to hit him in particular really hard. And um, today was one of those days that I thought would be a challenging game for him. But, um, you know, I, I give him credit. He went into the lane a couple times, got his shot blocked, but he kept attacking. So you, you want a guy to attack. Um, he did play he, he did play well on defense, which, you know, gives you that 24, 25 minutes that you're on the court because if it was just offense only, he would have played about six minutes and that would have been that. Um, but you would like to see him get an open look and knock one down because he does play better when he gets a little bit of confidence early. Yeah, it's a, it's it's an interesting thing. It's a it's always the, the mind things. There's some some mental things with him right now. I think where he's rushing shots and then he you know he doesn't have the quickest release. He doesn't get a great deal of elevation on his shot. So when you got six seven guys running at you, you got a tip, you got one blocked, and then he gets in the paint and he struggles to finish against those guys because you know they're, they're bigger. You know, I mean, it's just it is what it is. I thought you know if you recall, Io struggled a little bit as a freshman. Not not to this level. Don't get me wrong, he was better, but. He still struggled to finish right. those shots that he makes now. I think Miller can get to that level. He just got to it, – it's a development thing, and I think you have to see it. And, and they didn't get the non-conference to maybe gain a little confidence. So now it's every night you're playing Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State, Wisconsin. I mean, it, it, this is not a conference for the faint of heart. I mean, you are getting a tough squad every single night, and the Big Ten tournament is going to be the same, same way. I thought um, – the other thing that I thought was very interesting – 
was the 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 rotation how Brad Brad Underwood really shortened his rotation in the second half. Um, if you look at the second half box uh, alone, um, Grandison played five minutes, Miller played eight, and Georgie B played eight. Um, Frazier played 20, played the entire second half. Of course, he only he was in foul trouble in the first half. Desumo gets 18 coming off, Curbelo 14, Williams 14, and Coburn 12. And, and so it seems to me like he he's kind of he, he played this almost like an NCAA tournament game. I mean, this was a big game. This wasn't played like a uh, the Nebraska game when you give guys extra minutes. This wasn't played like a, a, a regular, regular, normal regular season game. This is this is like crunch time. This is what I think we're going to see when we get in the NCAA tourney. The Big Ten tourney is a little different because you play three days in a row. But I, I think you're going to see a shortened bench, and, and they're going to use guys just for, for spot minutes. And some guys may play in certain matchups a lot of minutes, and some guys may not play at all. Hey, you know, that's what I like about uh, this staff. They're there to win. And I think that's what we what we saw today. Um, I was a little bit. Uh, there were there was a couple points in the in the second half when I thought to myself, I, I would like to see Curbelo get in there. Um, and and you know when you look at 14 minutes, it's hard to complain. But um, you know I really think he played well enough that that I, there were moments I would have liked to have him out there a little more. Um, Grandison's an interesting guy because he 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 can run hot and cold. Um, but boy, he, you know, that, that, uh, tip in that may or may not have been an offensive interference. That was a big basket, you know, and, uh, it may not, have, it may have been, you know, it, I kind of thought it was, but, but, you know, again, I'm not a referee. Um, the other thing I thought was really interesting is how Holtzman, uh, got all over the refs when the foul count was six to two and really went at him hard. And all of a sudden the foul count goes to, to seven to six in the, you know, in the advantage of Iowa State and Kofi's walking off the floor. Um, that was about as effective of a chewing out as I've seen of, of refs to get results. And it didn't look like Holtzman went, you know, total nuke. It wasn't like, you know, watching what we saw uh, down and down, you know, down here in Texas a couple of weeks ago. But um, it, it was it, it was about as effective as I've seen. Yeah, sometimes the coaches, sometimes just making guys aware, hey, this is happening, you know, and so forth and so on. I thought there was also a play. I thought Kofi got fouled in the first half. There was a play, just reviewing it. And Underwood gets on the official. They come down, and Liddell gets called for an illegal screen, the moving screen. That's the ultimate, like, Liddell fouled him, and then he gets a legal screen. It's like, hey, it's all the, it all works out. The officials just say, hey, whatever, we'll, we'll write the ship here. We'll make it even. So it seems like that happens a little bit in college basketball early. And then I think at the end of the game, the, the one thing about today was that pretty much they let them play. They let the players decide this game down the stretch in the last four minutes. Yes. Uh, you know, I, I thought it was a physical game inside when you, you had to be tough inside, but there wasn't anything. It wasn't like the Michigan state game where people are getting, you know, clubbed and hitting the head and things and just going tackled. And this was, it was a rough physical game, but you know, at the end of the day, both teams knew it. And I think both teams were frustrated at times. But it was it was pretty consistent, I thought. You know, yeah, I mean, I know Illinois fans didn't think it was for a stretch, but and there were but overall, I thought they got most of the calls right. And you know, I don't say that very often. So uh, you know, because I'm not a I'm not a lover of officials. I gotta admit it. So but the <laughs> Well I mean, and look, they didn't they didn't determine the game. And 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 to me, you know, the 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 only part there was, there was a stretch there where they were blowing a lot of whistles in the mid part of the second half. It got a little annoying, but then when the game came down to the end, you know, the last five minutes, you know, 
the, the refs let them play basketball and, and basketball is a great sport when it's not interrupted by a ton of fouls. Yeah. And I thought they, I thought the refs actually were, were really good today because the game was very enjoyable except for a small stretch. And that's what you want to see. I mean, if, if we could have figured out a way to get uh, Dick Vitale off of the uh, announcing, it would have been the perfect day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Dick's stuck in a different decade, right? So uh, one thing I'll say is that um, <laughs> he's, he's a little bit, maybe past his prime. I know I'm past my prime, but Dickie's definitely past my, my kids. My kids are like, John Havlicek, John Havlicek. And they just looked over at me and I go, he, I said, I can barely remember John Havlicek. <laughs> yep. So it's, yeah. Um, so it's it's interesting. I, I really liked I liked this game. I, one thing I think that people, you know, we've watched Illinois play all year. They love to get out and run. Ohio State also likes to run. These are two teams that like to get out and transition. There were nine fast break points in the game. Because when you get in these – and at the end, I, and I tweeted at this during the game, it was going to be a possession game down the stretch. And so it's who executes, yes. who makes a clean look, who makes the right read, who doesn't turn it over, who gets – maybe it's an offensive rebound, who makes free throws – possession games and this is what you see in an ncaa tournament when we get you know maybe the 116 game although it gets a one seed they're playing the 16 seed probably not going to be a possession game down the stretch but even in the eight nine round you look at some of those teams you could see you may get up I mean, yeah maybe you win by eight or ten points but it's a possession game down the stretch and once you get to the sweet 16 every game is going to be a possession game most likely it doesn't mean they will be but a lot of times that's how it's decided is those last five minutes you're you're an eight to even if you're up eight to ten it's a possession game down the stretch you got to make good decision the game slows down it becomes a half court game um teams are you know locked in they know what the other team can do there and it's just who can execute and illinois executes that the, the biggest difference between them this year and you look back a couple of years ago they lost so many close games um and and but since the probably the middle of i, I guess january last year for the last year 14 year and two months 14 months illinois wins possession games and when you're going into the ncaa tournament and the big 10 tournament i feel pretty good about that you know a team that can win those possession games you know you you feel like last year's team was prepared to make an impact in the ncaa and i looked at it you know and and, and they won four of their last five last year but what are we now 10 out of 11 or 11 out of 12 I mean, 11 of 12 Yes, this team is this team is humming, um, and you know obviously the proof is in the pudding. They've got to go out and perform both in the Big Ten tournament and in the NCAA tournament. But in terms of putting you know your pieces in the right places and, and being ready to go for the tournaments, this appears to be about as good a coaching job as you could see. Probably on on a level only of of Weber in in 05 and and Henson in '89, this team is ready to go, and now it's just a matter of of executing like you talk about. And the one the the, the one area that I would be you know the only one that I've got a big concern on is free throw shooting, and then the other area that's secondary is the, the turnovers. Um, this team is this team is is doing just about everything the way you want it done to be ready for tournament ball and and that goes clearly to the staff and their effectiveness as coaching 
and it goes to the leaders of the team, particularly IO of, of the, you know, and probably DeMonte and, and Frazier of having high expectations of the players and, and the players, you know, kind of enforcing that on one another. And the area, I guess, that I look at that has nothing to do with basketball per se is the fact that this team has been, you know, in quarantine for so long and, and they haven't had a COVID uh, diagnosis yet, which gives you an idea to how focused these players are and discipline that they bring to the table. No question. I mean, it's Georgie hasn't seen his family since last March. So it's been a year for him. The rest of them, August, it was August 11th, I think is what they told me. Um, it's crazy. The fans, for those of you who don't know, the family's actually got to go to the game today too. So IO's family was actually in attendance. They don't get to see them like and hang out or anything, but Hey, that's still, that's something, man. Trust me, they, they, he was excited about that in the postgame. So as we look forward now, the line I get ready for the Big Ten tourney, they are the two seed. They will play Friday night at, I believe it's 6.30 Eastern time, 5.30 Central time um, against the winner of the 7-10 game, which still hasn't been decided yet. So we'll find out tomorrow. I think the Wisconsin-Iowa game will tell us a little bit about who that ends up being. Um, and we'll kind of see what happens there. And then, of course, then you, you, know, you win that game, and then you got maybe a three seed, which could be Iowa. It could also be Purdue. Um, Illinois has said I, – I think Purdue and Iowa are two probably – they're playing as well as anybody not named Illinois in the Big Ten right now, those two teams. I mean, I, I feel like they're playing as well as yes. anyone. Uh, you know, so the, it's not going to be easy. I mean, you get in that Big Ten tournament, I think it's going to be tough to win three games in, you know, what essentially will be about, um, what, 40 – maybe 48, not even 48 hours. Um, you know, so yep. you got to win three games in less than 48 hours to do that. And, and that's going to be tough. And, um, but you know, if I'm, I wouldn't bet against this group because they seem to, they seem to enjoy winning and they seem to be pretty good at it. So uh, it's going to be fun to watch. That's for sure. Should be a marvelous uh, big 10 tournament. And, you know, now we don't have to think of these fantasy, you know, how do we win, you know, five games, how do we win? You know, how do we, you know, beat a team that's supposed, you know, clearly the best team out there, you know, that type of thing. Now it's uh, we look at any roster out there and um, we can go out and compete and beat any team. This uh, whole thing about being really relevant is just awesome. And I, I got to be honest with you. I, I can't wait until Friday night when we get a chance to turn on the TV and just have a, 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 a the Big Ten conference games, uh, the tournament games. And I will tell you, the other thing is, is just what you said. There are no weak sisters in this conference. And if Illinois is going to win the title, they're going to have to beat three teams that are solid teams that are hungry <clears throat> and they'll be playing well. So you'll, you'll earn a big 10 title at the end of, uh, you know, next Sunday. So I'm excited about it. So my last question before we wrap up sturdy for 30 this week or this tonight is going to be Mike. Are the Illini Big Ten champions? Trent Frazier had a had a had a poster after the game carrying around Big Ten champs. Are they Big Ten champs? I think they are. <laughs> well, I, they think they are too. As Underwood said post game, <laughs> we won more games than anybody else, and we played them all. So, you know, definitely uh, threw that down. And you know, that's not to take anything away from Michigan. I, I firmly, you know, Michigan has Michigan State and. You know, let's say they if they lose that game, then I think Illinois has probably a pretty good case to say, hey, we should get a share. Um, if they win that game, it's probably harder to say, you know, you, you know, because they would have had to lose, you know, 
two of three, you know, the other game. So I get it. But at the same time, it doesn't matter. Illinois won 16 and four in the one of the most historically tough conferences in the country. They're the two seed in the Big Ten tournament, likely one seed in the NCAA tournament. And it's March. And I'll wrap it up by saying Illinois is relevant in March. And that's good to hear. Yes. Agreed. All right, Brad Sturdy and Mike Cagley, Sturdy for 30 this week. And then I get the win at Ohio State, split the season series with the Buckeyes, clinch the two seed in the Big Ten tournament, likely clinch a one seed in the NCAA tournament. And Illini Nation's going to have a good night tonight. Thanks for listening.